Welcome to Wind Down, the weekly catch-up between friends Scott and Lydia. We'll be discussing the stories of the week as well as giving you a much-needed dose of good news. There'll also be a book recommendation and Scott's gift of the week, all accompanied by a big glass of wine. So grab a bottle, settle down and enjoy. Hi everyone. Hello. I don't know what that Um, was. (laughs) You switch roles, you doing my hello. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I don't like doing it. (laughs) How are you? Um, I'm in pain because oh, <laughs> I have copied Scott um, and now my wisdom teeth hurt. So It's just sympathy pain. <laughs> yeah, it's just, no, it's not. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm in pain. So we just can't get through a podcast without one of us being in pain. Basically, so, yeah. That's how we make it to the end. Yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed, you never know. We'll yeah, so now I'm on antibiotics, ibuprofen, and some wine in a minute, which is always a good recipe for a oh healthy liver. <laughs> I think the question is, will you make it through this podcast? <laughs> I'll just be, yeah, on the floor. I'll just my see you sink down the screen. <laughs> Literally, my, my ear is boiling. It's all connected, babe. But like, it's boiling. <laughs> I don't have to put the wine bottle on it. <laughs> it looks like you're on the phone to the wine bottle. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, it's really, oh, that's nice. Carry on. <laughs> That's a look. That's a strong look. <laughs> if only all mobile phones are basically wine bottles. <laughs> oh, we'd never get anywhere. They would just be on the bottle all the time. Literally, be on the bottle. What is his introduction? <laughs> oh, gosh. What a week, anyway. <laughs> yeah, how's your week, Finn? Yeah, good, actually. Um, so, for some listeners who don't know... Um, I am moving next week. So it is all systems go with packing. Um, and yeah, this is it really. It's just the excitement's there now and I just want to go. I'm so get out. excited. I can't yeah. wait to visit you in three years' time. When we're allowed <laughs> can't wait out. to have a flat warming party <laughs> in three years' time. <laughs> <laughs> we still need to have a podcast party. So oh God, that's yeah. going to come first. There's a lot of parties ready to come. <laughs> What's just one big mega party end all parties <laughs> the parties to just end all life <laughs> but corona <Maybe>. didn't <laughs> uh, yeah mm, should we open this wine then yes please i am gagging for a glass or a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> when are you not yeah true uh what are we drinking this week lydia well so this is your choice which is mm-hmm. the black tower so I was just talking to my stepdad before we came on air and he was like oh that's the wine in the 1970s that gave German wine a really bad name and I was like oh thanks could have told me earlier <laughs> Wait, why did he give him a bad name well not him but like this wine gives German wine a bad name and I was like that's not a good sign and oh. then he did say that people might not have chilled their wine beforehand and I was like well yeah that would make a big difference wouldn't it Oh, good Lord. But it's three... Mum got it. So said, Mom, I didn't do any of my own work today. <laughs> I did my own job, but I didn't do my podcast work today. I sent Mum out to get the wine for me. And she was like, it was only three pounds. And I was like, what? Yeah, it's dead bargain. cheap. I know. But I'm a bit worried. It reminds me of like a Lambrini. Oh, gosh. I mean, I don't know if it is, but let's hope not. It smells all right. It smells nice. Yeah, it smells really good, actually. Yeah, it smells lovely. Okay, let's go. Oh, mm. you're not a fan. 
taste that honey. I kind of know what you mean. I'm really sorry. Hang it's on. got like a weird... I get what you mean. It's like a sweet... Is yours like a sweet? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, which what it reminds me of. You know when you, like... We, well, I mean, I don't normally do it, but if you, like, put lemonade in with your wine, mm. but once the lemonade's gone flat, it reminds me yeah. of that. That sort I of taste. Really have my wine with lemonade. That's mum was like, maybe you can suggest people have it with, you know, lemonade. And I was like, okay. <laughs> maybe a bit of vodka. <laughs> maybe, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not going to lie. I usually love the wines we pick out. I just saw it because I was, like, browsing the wine aisle, as I do. Yeah, um, some people go to the library I go to the wine aisle <laughs> but oh, it's Sorry. I didn't expect it to be like this it's fine I feel like it's one of those because like, it's Black Tower and I feel like it's one of those ones that I always see or hear about yeah but I've never had yeah that's a good point so that's why I was like do you know what why not yeah and now uh, I wish I'd rethought it <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I actually can't like mm. <laughs> no I'm, I'm really sorry I can't drink it <laughs> which is a good thing that I'm on my antibiotics okay so maybe that's a good thing this week <laughs> yeah maybe I'll be with it the entire podcast which will be the first time <laughs> um but you have a nice little podcast recommendation to share I do um so Alan Carr the wonderful Alan Carr oh. started travel podcast um i can't remember what it's called probably should check that hang on let me let me just um talk amongst yourselves do a little research there <laughs> no, wait, hang on there's only you here so you can't talk amongst yourself just been talking oh, to God. myself like i normally do <laughs> <laughs> oh oh here it is found it alan carr's life's a beach oh that's uh, a good one funny <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's two episodes in and he's um, interviewed Ramesh Ranganathan and Jesse Ware and Lenny Ware so far for like two separate episodes. Mm-hmm. And he basically, it's as if they're on a flight and then they go through like what they like doing in the airport, what they like doing on the plane, where they like to go on holiday, their favourite places, if they've ever had any holiday romances, what they do on holiday, their worst holiday. And you think a podcast about travelling would be really depressing. Yeah. But it's not because it's kind of just like one of the things you are really want to go on holiday now, but like in a nice, like nostalgic way rather than being like, I can't go on holiday. So I, yeah, I never knew that Alan was bringing out a podcast or anything. Mm. So I know what I'm listening to tonight after this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's just, it was just really fun and lighthearted. I think he had them round because I think he must have recorded it pre Christmas. Because he had them running, they were like eating snacks and having a drink while they were doing it, which was really right. nice to like hear. And oh. yeah, it was just a fun little podcast that I thought it would cheer people up. Yeah, listen to ours first and then listen to Alan's. <laughs> yes. And obviously give us a review before you give Alan a review. Yeah, thanks, babes. <laughs> um, so this weekend is Valentine's Day. Ooh. Does Ooh. one have any plans for it? <laughs> So for the first time in my 23 years, I have Valentine's Day plans. (laughs) Round of applause for Lydia. (laughs) It's taken me 23 years. Someone finally wants to take me out on Valentine's Day for a walk. Oh, (laughs) stop 
Yes, so I am very excited because I haven't seen um, George since before Christmas. And so we're having our first Valentine's Day together. My first Valentine's Day ever. No pressure, George. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're going to meet up for a walk and I'm really excited. Oh, that's going to be so nice. I'm glad you guys are seeing each other for it. Yeah, same. So what are you doing? <laughs> um, <laughs> we're basically, me and Gabriel are just going to obviously, obviously stay in. Um, <laughs> But like whenever it's like a sort of a special occasion, like on our birthdays, we did it um, and at Christmas, on Christmas Eve, we did it. Just do like a really nice like three course meal. So like go all out, cook it all from scratch and just have a nice little evening. Get dressed up, put a shirt on, put our boots Aww. on. And yeah. That's nice. What are you going to make? That's still <laughs> in discussion at the moment. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll probably go out Sunday morning to get the ingredients for it. <laughs> Is this after he's made you pancakes for breakfast? I'm going to bloody better make me pancakes for breakfast. Gabriel, whenever I stay over at Scott's house, like after they have a party or something, me and Scott will just like move to the sofa, bloody and get up from the sofa because that's where I sleep. And like Gabriel makes coffee or we watch like Desperate Housewives. Yeah. And Gabriel makes pancakes and it's the best morning ever. <laughs> yeah, I miss those mornings. <laughs> those are fun. I, I enjoy those mornings. Um, we do nothing. Gabriel does everything. Literally story of my life. <laughs> I love him though, it's fine. <laughs> um, but like thinking about Valentine's, it did get me sort of thinking. It's like, I don't know if you feel it because obviously, it's, like you said, it's your first one. But like, do you think there's like an expectation around, obviously <laughs> under different circumstances, if there's an expectation to sort of like go big for it, like you have to do yeah. something for it yeah I don't know I feel like it's one of those things where it's like when you're in a relationship I don't know I mean I never really had one so I've always felt like I was missing out on something so this time I'm like really looking forward to it because I'm like I've never had it so I'm like I want to experience it just like that one time you know but I think also maybe it's more of like a it shouldn't be treated as like a oh my god a really commercial thing it's like doing something really nice like you guys dressing up making a meal together spending that like quality time to like dedicate to the two of you mm. rather than about being like we're going for a really expensive dinner to xyz and he's buying me loads of presents yeah like because i remember like when me and gable first got together like what was it like over five years ago i can't remember <laughs> <laughs> but like i remember i felt that pressure to be like i've got to buy him something really nice mm-hmm. i've got to like spend out that money and mm. it was almost like, like now looking back, I'm like, why the hell did I do that? Like, mm. why? Because I think, again, maybe lockdown has changed it a little bit. But like, it's so nice to be able to actually, like you said, have that time together and just mm-hmm. cook a meal for each other and just sit down and actually have a conversation kind of thing. Yeah. And I think setting aside that time is lovely. But I also think it shouldn't be the sort of thing where it's like, valentine's day is the only day you show affection for each other or like a gift like out mm. of the blue like a gift out of the blue is so so sweet oh my god yeah. like more than just like it's valentine's day so i suppose i should get you flowers sort yeah. of vibe you know? mean, like, normally mean like on valentine's day me and gabriel always would go for a meal somewhere mm. but we wouldn't necessarily be like we have to go to like the best of best places like i'm happy yeah, you're not going to the shard Oh my god, no! That I'm happy with a McDonald's or a Nando's. Nando's, <laughs> oh, I really miss Nando's. Oh, I had it the other day and it was banging. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> sorry, babe. <laughs> Out here in the sticks. <laughs> but no, yeah, I think like it's 
I don't think like Valentine's Day is what it used to be. Like I remember growing up, it was much more of like a bigger thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was a little question to put out there for people. I mean, it's yeah. I think it's also maybe more like a generational thing because like my mum and my stepdad, they're like having like they always go quite big for Valentine's Day. Mm. Not necessarily like like big, but they do make an event of it. And like yeah. so, like this weekend, like they're making brunch together, and we're not invited to have breakfast with them. <laughs> Stay in your rooms. <laughs> no, literally, they're like we're going with the dining room, and you can't come in. So like. <laughs> I think maybe it is more like a generation thing that like me and my sister would just be like making breakfast together like yeah oh, we should have some cereal and go and watch like Pretty Little Liars whereas like <laughs> they're making it like big deal so I don't yeah. know maybe it's more like an age thing yeah that's very true mm. I mean no one's going to do anything this year because of lockdown so well they better not apart from mm. going for social distance walks I will be on that phone reporting people <laughs> <laughs> no joke I'm not one of them <laughs> No, please don't do one of those. Oh my god, I'm not. Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) Should we move on to drag race? Do we have to? (laughs) Why do you why do you say that? Just because of what happened in the episode. It's just mm, I don't I don't know how I feel about it. So spoiler alert, at the end of the episode, Ginny Lemon walked off at the Mm. lip sync because they didn't want to compete against sister sister. I left the show. Thoughts? It always bothers me when queens do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, fully understand they had their reasons for doing it um, and stuff like that, but it just really grinds my gears in terms of you're on this super competitive show. You mm-hmm. know the deal with what's going to come. Mm. Um, you might not necessarily be like mentally prepped for it obviously because mm. be different to what you expect in that way mm. but you're t- almost taking up someone else's spot on the show mm. for you to land in the lip sync and then you're like nah do you know what I'm out of here yeah like not to fight for it yeah like and I just think yeah. again I, I fully get why they did it mm. and they again I'm not bashing their reasons for doing it but you're just like the concept of it people doing yeah it like, i just really yeah. don't like it because yeah there's a there was a there's a queen out there that missed out on that spot that would have fought that would have fought for it yeah and then Ginny was just like toodaloo i'm out bye like they didn't even lip sync they literally yeah. lip sync started they gone yeah like <laughs> i just really like you didn't even fight for it yeah but i think it was interesting because <laughs> i I did kind of get what they meant that they were just like they were done like I think maybe like like you said that they weren't mentally prepared and I think often you think like yeah I know what the show's about I think this is different to being like oh you know what the show's about why didn't you why didn't you learn to sew yeah like you don't know how you're going to react to it and no, I guess exactly. I do respect them for like being like you know what nah I'm done yeah. like sort of thing because I think being in a show like that it would take its toll on you emotionally oh god yeah so maybe they realized they were like actually I don't need your approval maybe Maybe it's yeah. like I'm never going to be enough for you or like you're never going to get me so I'm going to go because yeah. I'm happy to like preserve myself and I know my worth sort of thing yeah and I think I guess yeah like you saying that obviously like what I just said about not even bothering to lip sync mm. and I guess maybe then as well it's that I don't have to fight for my spot here yeah but I know my worth I know I don't have to fight for that yeah Um, but 
not in a horrible way but i just want sister sister to go <laughs> oh my god literally that high episode i was like please just leave you're so irritating honestly like i just I, like the bashing got... of like veronica green like oh do not come veronica green <laughs> like when she was like you're like she's so boring i'm like hun, hun you're so no, boring everyone forgets you exist like, like you're literally scraping bit... for a storyline yeah like i get but the thing is it's like you're like, oh, she like dragged us down. It's like you didn't even speak like in that challenge. Yeah, she wasn't great, but she had a go. She did it. She did stuff. You did, <laughs> she did stuff. Like you literally were just sat there waiting. And it's like, I think maybe one of the judges said it. It's like you can't sit around and wait for it to happen. You've got to do it yourself and exactly. like, take it. And that's what I was gonna say. Like in those sort of I don't know, I don't know if she said it or someone in the episode said it. Maybe mm. I think a horror might have said it. That do I like sit back and let them do their thing mm. um or do i have to outshine them and mm. i think always outshine them there's yeah, not an I option mean, to let them do their thing because then you could be in the bottom yeah i think it's obviously like a thing of timing that it would look weird to literally just like bulldoze someone mm. but i think you can't excuse yourself because you're like i didn't get a chance or like they overtook it it's like okay there's a point to that but then you've also got to be like hang on if i didn't speak for basically the whole thing that's on me like, and there was no like I, I don't really know who sister sister is and like yeah. even in that she just stood there literally like there was nothing going on on the face she was just staring at Veronica do her thing and it was a bit like at least Veronica's giving it a go like admittedly yeah. it wasn't amazing but, no, but she's trying you're just standing there literally watching her yeah like it's just yeah I feel like I don't I know them all now I feel quite mm. a lot of maybe Ellie Diamond um, oh my god when Ellie Diamond was like to Rue why do you not <gasps> call me like that I in know. a but Jackson, everyone was like oh my god what did you I don't <laughs> get what that was about like was that a bit of jealousy maybe maybe I mean Lawrence is an absolute bloody star mm. did Lawrence win again this week yeah I mean that outfit was insane the runway when she oh, was the wearing the skin and then she lifted her arm up and it was her face yeah. I was mind blown. I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. So do you think she deserved to win that week? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would have liked to have seen... I I can't wait. Like, I, I feel like Bimini could have won it. Yeah. Bimini, I, yeah, I was proper laughing at Bimini, I must admit. Yeah, Bimini, I was like, yeah, you know what? You just get, you keep them going up and up in my estimation. Honestly, like we were saying that last week, <laughs> we were completely wrong. <laughs> about Bimini and I completely hold my hands up I apologize Bimini (laughs) yeah I am so sorry (laughs) but um yeah I think she should have she should have won yeah but also one thing I did really like was Ahura and Tia yeah they did have that was a nice moment but again I'm like Ahura obviously had a moment of talking about her insecurities and that Mm. she sort of lets the character of Ahura be the person to disguise herself mm-hmm. totally get it fully there for it mm-hmm. um but then it's just the sassy bitchy comment still that I'm just like mm-hmm. you just go back like, I'm again I'm like is it just a character like is yeah. is Ahura out of drag a character like what yeah like, like who are you yeah like you have this really nice touching moment mm. and you and 
Tia actually do very well together. Yeah, they do actually. So do you know what good. it's almost like? As soon as like Tace starts looking at her, she's like, yeah. okay, I've got to be a bitch. Interesting. Can't like Tia. Do you know what I mean? Interesting. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, that was a really nice thing that they actually put things aside. And they were actually really funny as well with the challenge. Yeah, they were really good. Like they yeah. are, they, they gel, they, they bounce well off each other. Yeah. And I must yeah. admit, like, I did, again, I sort of, let my guard down towards a horror like her runway I really liked as well yeah and stuff like that so yeah. I'm hoping she still goes on this path but we'll see mm-hmm. what happens but um also oh my god Gemma Collins is gonna be a judge on the snatch game oh my god I feel like I sort of knew this I think maybe through work or something but um that is gonna be epic is that tonight like yes yeah. or is it next week yeah, I think it's tonight's. Oh, I don't know, actually. I don't know if it's tonight's one or it's next week's one. Oh, yeah, because tonight they're like, it was the pandemic, isn't it? And they're like, ooh. No, it is happen? the 18th episode. Okay, so next um, week. So tonight's episode is the Eurovision Challenge. Emily K. I think it's um, I think it's like another like, singing, performing one. Right, okay. Uh, challenge. But, um, yeah, Emily K is the guest judge, I think, yeah. tonight. Oh, yeah, um, they are. But yeah, I think so. I think what happens on tonight's one is obviously it starts with them being told that the they've got shut down, mm. and then I think then it just cuts to seven months later when they resumed filming, and then they're coming back and right. going on. Yeah, okay. But apparently, there's like some like twist or twist and turns. I think. Oh, I love a twist and turn. Because I remember when they stopped filming and when they came back to resume, I think they had to recast some Queens <gasps> or something like that was mentioned. That I heard through the grapevine. Oh, um, I mean, like seven months is a long time to reflect on like who you are, what you want to yeah. be, if you want to carry on with the show. Cause I think I saw a horror tweet today, pay attention to tonight's show and see if you can spot the difference or something like that. Yeah. Ooh, okay. A horror. Because people said there was like things as well that Ginny might come back. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think she should be allowed to, but we'll, we'll see, see what happens. I know. Be a very good debrief next week. <laughs> yeah, detailed. And on Friday, we've got the lockdown special. Oh, is that this? Okay. Yeah, I think it's this I Friday. I heard this last week and I was like, what? Drag Race cancelled? So we'll see. Yeah, I think it's on It's on Friday evening, this Friday. So the, tomorrow when the episode comes yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't really know what it's about, but I just heard that it's a lockdown special. So I think it's basically what the Queens did during the time mm. where it shut down, I think. But right. Counting on that, but <laughs> we shall see. <clears throat> mm, exciting. Yes. Right, should we move on to our next topic of conversation? Let's do it. <laughs> I don't know why I went a bit deep on the do. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I did Let's with do that. it. <laughs> most manliest I've ever sounded <laughs> doesn't sound right <laughs> so we are gonna it's a bit of a, not a weird one for us but I just feel like we haven't really discussed it before um, but we're gonna talk about fast homeware which is essentially the new fast fashion um, and do I need to give a little explanation maybe yeah go on why not so basically I, I literally wrote an article about this this week so I'm <laughs> well versed <laughs> So basically fast homeware. <laughs> basically fast homeware is like buying little interior pieces, 
full home but like buying them every six months replacing them chucking them out like not really caring about them who made them where they're going in the bin and that general like recycling but not recycling mm-hmm. you get me like the cycle yeah. of cheap products going in and out of your home and even things like your bed or like the bookcase like the billy bookcases from ikea like ones like three are made like every five minutes or something like that like okay. something crazy and it's just that kind of being a bit more well yeah that's the let's start with that thoughts um i get it like definitely yeah. definitely get it um because like, even now like we're, when we're moving and we're thinking mm. about like furniture to get and um it's that thing isn't it of like do you get something you always obviously money's always like mm. the front of everything um yeah obviously people don't have enough money to fork out major but I I'm a very strong believer in like investing in Mm. something that will last a while yeah um or at least going to sort of like respectable brands that you know are good quality yeah Um, I think the difference between like fast fashion is like you don't need that new top for like that night out whereas like a sofa it feels different because you're like, why do you need a sofa? And if I'm moving like next week, I need a sofa tomorrow. What exactly. Am I gonna yeah. So it's like I can get how it's almost easier to fall into that trap because mm, you have yeah. that thing in your head where you're like, I need that. Clothes, mm. you're like, do I need that? No, I don't. Homeware, yeah. you're like, well, yeah, I actually do need that for this mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, obviously, it depends yeah. what you're buying, but mm. I it is it's so weird. Like when we first got where we are now, the flat we live in now. I do remember, like, you become obsessed with homeware. Mm. Like, and interiors. I love interiors anyway. But you do become obsessed. Like, you're looking at everything, being like, oh, we could redecorate and do this. Oh, we could do that. Mm. And then you get into that sort of spiral of, like... I just need that one more vase. Yeah. Well, I need this candle in this certain shape or whatever to fit (laughs) in the room. Do you know Not that I do that, but... (laughs) Okay. I don't. Yeah. And it's like, I think also it's like shopping like say independent or like on ebay is like great but it can take like time to find those pieces that you really like so then you're like in the meantime i'll just get this cheap thing but i yeah. think that's when the problem is because then you're like i'll just get this cheap thing to like last me through but then it's like that thing you kept for six months then what are you doing with it yeah you're just throwing it out or whatever like... throwing it out and lots of the factories and stuff like it will be like like the zara and h&m's and, like the anthropologies and stuff mm-hmm. like we've had reports on what their clothing factory workers conditions are like yeah and it could be very well be the same for their homeware if they're producing like the same amount of stuff not necessarily the same amount of stuff but like quite continual new product range surely that's equally gotta not be necessarily made in the best way no completely yeah i totally agree with that and it's just it's because like throughout lockdown i feel like you saw people trying to take on that whole like upcycling kind of thing and also it depends what furniture you have whether you can upcycle yeah. and things but like mm. um people that I knew um from like work or just friends were like, upcycling like chairs and like reupholstering their beds to mm-hmm. make it look different and I think like that's quite an interesting thing to do yeah it's because nice. and plus it gives you something to do as well <laughs> it gives you something to do <laughs> all this spare time, time. <laughs> there's nothing else to do let's upholster the bed basically yeah um but no yeah I do think it is an issue and I think again maybe like it's a generation thing 
of mm. I feel like our generation, like probably like the end of our generation, mm. like it became a thing. Yeah. Like, the lower like end of our generation, yeah, they're proper like going into it and doing all of that. Yeah. And it's a bit like, okay, well, I, I see the pattern here kind of thing. Yeah. Where it's like, I think for maybe like our parents are definitely like our grandparents, it's like, you buy you got given stuff on your wedding day yeah and like that was your stuff for like ever yeah but then the thing is though with that is like we don't live like that anymore so Mm -hmm. you never get that good set of china when you're 21 when you get married and that's it like no one gets no many people get married at 21 you know it's also that thing as well of like us now we don't buy like one house and it's our forever Mm -hmm. home or we don't mm. rent somewhere that's our forever home like yeah we could be upping and changing every couple of years yeah um and obviously yeah you do want new furniture then or you want to make it a bit better or something like that but mm. yeah like oh god i remember like both my grandparents jesus christ like i never saw them buy any new furniture yeah like, well like if they did it was like a, oh new yeah. furniture like big moment yeah it literally was like get all the family round have pictures yeah, like, in front of it <laughs> literally. yeah i remember when my grandparents like changed their sofas and oh, it was like god. wild yeah that, that for them is a party yeah like <laughs> it's mental it's but then it's like but even in my home now we've still got stuff from like when i was a kid but mum's just like restyled it we done it or like like this week she's painted like a glass vase and like she's changed it completely and it looks completely brand new yeah so I think, yeah, it definitely is a generational thing, I think, again. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> but then it's like, well, we can't afford to buy a home at 23. Yeah. Like, so what are we meant to do? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Because, I mean, luckily, like, we have quite neutral furniture anyway. So, like, it mm. would go in most with most decor. Mm. Um, but there was a point where we was like moving and I was like do we need to buy new stuff and I'm like well like because we're gonna have to buy like a nice new wardrobe because our one here is like built in okay um, so that's the thing like you need that yeah so it's like but then I'm very much like well if we get a wardrobe that doesn't match the current bedroom furniture mm. we have to change the whole of the bedroom furniture to match it <laughs> do you know what I mean because I can't yeah. I'm one of those people that I can't have an odd Mm. piece of furniture in the bedroom yeah and also yeah I think like with your home and stuff like you really want it to feel like special and important and like you because that's why you spend so much time especially now I was gonna say especially now like we're literally living in it day in day out yeah whereas if it's like a new dress or something like okay I didn't like it it didn't go right let's just chuck it in the back of the wardrobe never see it again yeah you can't do that with necessarily with your furniture yeah your home pieces that's a good point but I think also it is mainly more like the little bits, like... The little, like, knickknacks, I call them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, the little trinket tray or, like, that neon light that you're not going to like after six months. Yeah. Like, that's when it becomes, like, a thing. Yeah, because I remember when we was moving, we're getting, we're getting, like, an extra room, and I was like, right, we're going to make that a study. And yeah. then all of a sudden I was like, oh, my God. Do you know what we could do? We could make it a study during the day and then at night it could turn into a bar. We can get a neon light. We can get a big drinks trolley. We could even make a bar. And then I was like, wait, what am I talking about? Like, <laughs> we're not doing that. Oh my that. God. Like, I do like that though. I like that idea. Yeah. I mean, like a bar cart that you can find, you can take like to any home you go to. Yeah. But maybe not a, 
neon light and a disco ball and a built-in bar might be a bit too much i mean i would absolutely love that but <laughs> yeah we can dream one day we can dream <laughs> when, when we're old and gray you'll finally afford a bar in your own home and a disco ball <laughs> always a disco ball always oh, always always <laughs> okay so moving on to our next topic um i'm actually really happy about this one so during this oh. week um great british bake-off winner uh, John Waite and Emmerdale actor um, Adam Thomas opened up about like their body insecurities and eating disorders. Mm. Uh, so John was who won the 2012 Great British Bake Off. Um, I don't think it was that long ago. Um, it's been ten years, plus yeah. I know that's what I literally I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> um, so he actually opened up. I think he was on. Is it Steph's Pat Lunch? I think so. Yeah, that's like yeah. Channel Four. Yeah. He um, opened up on that and said he actually had that in bulimia and he's I remember I can't don't quote me on this but I remember when I was watching it he said something about like obviously he's a chef he deals Mm. with food day in day out but and people think oh he can't have it because he's a chef and he was Mm. like well I very much do have it and yeah actually he found it was an interview I read um he found out through going to like his psychiatrist and like his therapist and they were the ones that are actually like no you've actually got an eating disorder like you've got bulimia as an adult as well yeah um i think it was two years ago he was diagnosed oh god yeah Um, recent yeah exactly um and then adam thomas uh appeared on loose women on tuesday um and talking about, I think they were talking about like, uh, it was with him and his brothers. Mm-hmm. And I think about like his podcast or something like that. Um, but Denise Welsh actually brought it up in a recent episode of it where Adam opened up on how he feels about his body and how sometimes he's like really ashamed of it. Um, and I feel like we haven't actually had male celebrities talk like that in a while. Like, mm, I feel like I haven't yeah. heard of anyone really doing that recently so having like two people in one week mm. I was like, brilliant like yeah and also like different issues as well I think. yeah exactly yeah I think we often forget about men not necessarily men not liking their bodies but like men having the exact same worries and panics and like self-hatred that women do you know it's not a gendered issue yeah the problem because then it everyone doesn't like men won't come out and say it because they feel like ashamed or something yeah well it's like um freddie flintoff cricket player he released i mean he's absolute dear yes please freddie flintoff (laughs) (laughs) but like he released this pro this documentary thing last year where Mm. he opened up about it and obviously he's been in the public eye for years and no one ever knew and Mm. then i remember just watching that i mean like certain things he said made me angry not in terms of him but what he said others said so yeah. like there was a part of it where he went to meet um i think it was like an olympic dietitian or something like that yeah. um and this person basically was like eating disorders don't exist for men yeah no. and then that made and it was that was the day he said that he was gonna face it and sort of open up about it that's so interesting this dietrician done said this and he just went back in back in on himself again and like Mm. just hearing that I was like oh my god it's so true in terms of like 
being careful what you say obviously like sometimes you don't know what people are going through mm. but yeah. that person stopped him from opening up and dealing with that battle yeah when he was actually ready to I mean regardless of like whether he had it or not that is not the correct thing to say to anyone oh, God, like yeah. the like that's really weird that like an Olympian Olympic dietitian uh, <laughs> like had such a warped view of eating disorders yeah. Then maybe that's because I don't want to say like, I guess maybe because they do have such regimented eating that they almost can't maybe like allow themselves to think about it like that. Yeah. Because they need to try and they need to eat properly, and that's you can't obviously you don't you can't have time for an eating disorder, which is ridiculous. Sort of thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. I can, that, that would bring. Yeah, I definitely can imagine that being a thing, especially for Olympians. Mm. Um. You found a TikTok, didn't you, this week oh, as yeah. well? I would play it, but I don't think it will come out right. Um, yeah, it's really weird, weird that you brought it up because I was just scrolling through TikTok today and this guy was, like, having... It, he was, like, pointing out loads of pe- women on Gymshark hmm. Instagram that were not society's vision of perfect. So they might have had dimples. They might not be size six. They were just, you know, women working out, like, looking great, just yeah. getting on with it. And then he showed all the men pictures that they had on Gymshark which were men that had, like, the biggest muscles in the world that are probably on steroids. Mm-hmm. Um, like, none of them had, like, an inch of fat on them. Like, they were all perfect. And he was, like, like sort it out, basically. Like, oh, yeah. I think also it's really good to have, like, it's great to have, like, a man, like, a few men to come out about their own issues, but it's also really good to have other men call it out mm-hmm. in, like, other, like, in places like this, like Gymshark and stuff, to be, like, because like nothing gets sold unfortunately with just a few people coming out and giving us through like we all have to like take a collective responsibility to call these sort of things out yeah 100 percent um actually some uh someone i met through a pr and we follow each other on instagram Mm. um and he's so good at doing it like (laughs) he is so good at calling people out when i i do do it time to time um, whenever I actually see something mm. but um honestly like his name's Simon and he is honestly like shout out to Simon because <laughs> he's such a babe for this stuff and like again like body positivity and stuff like that like I remember mm. there was a point last year through lockdown where I was like Do you know what I need to be surrounded more um on social media of people that celebrate it and do mm. call it out and sort of um things like that and just yeah to see other men doing it and also we'll see men come together to do it as well yeah that's really it's actually nice. really nice and sort of uplifting yeah because it's like i was talking to callie thorpe who's on the cover mm. of cosmo last month yeah on you know dawson's podcast about sex and city and she was talking about like being a plus-size woman and stuff and she's like i'm so bored of the conversation like she's like I just like can we just not talk about like my body anymore mm-hmm. like she was saying like we're all so much like more than our bodies like I just wish we could talk about other stuff sometimes yeah. and that was like not not that those conversations that we've just had aren't important because they are because I feel like maybe with men it's almost like one step behind women in yeah. terms of like movement <laughs> of like body positivity mm-hmm. like body acceptance like it's so well known about women and the eating disorders and like plus size women whereas I feel like so now we're almost at the point of like literally no one cares like just let, let's move on like we've had enough like not like we've had enough of hearing about it but as in we should all be more than our bodies yeah 
but then with men we haven't even got to that point of like it all being open yeah and do you know what like because obviously in my line of work I deal with a lot of brands um mm. and obviously there's a whole question of like plus size women um mm. and brands catering for people of bigger sizes and smaller sizes mm-hmm. um but I remember I think it was last must maybe the year before last um I went to Giacomo's cat uh press evening and they'd done like a big catwalk of their new um I think it's their spring summer collection and they had a whole range of like diverse men male models mm. um and I I think there was a trans model as well um which again I fully was there for it I was living yeah. for it um but then like if you go on their website like where are they yeah like don't get me wrong like there are people of a bigger size but again it's not they're just well built yeah you know they're I mean? not like the people you've seen in the catwalk yeah there's not like I don't think this is a bad thing but there's not someone with like a beer belly do you know what I mean there's yeah. not someone like a normal average like, looking person looks like people yeah like the like bigger Diana's people are still very oh my god she yes is. she had loads of male models of completely different shapes and mm-hmm. they're on the website aren't they as well yeah which isn't the difference that like, you've got to put your money where you're like you've got to not follow through because that sounds like the wrong word but you've got to <laughs> you've got to be consistent yeah. you can't do it one time for a you know publicity stunt that like, you've got to back yourself up and consistently do it yeah and I think it's I think brands are almost like not scared I mean they might be mm. scared if they are scared yeah. they need to get a grip but because <laughs> I, I say it sometimes like, on my twitter and that like if brands think that by doing that is going to scare customers away, mm-hmm. then they're not your customers at the end of the day, yeah. I don't think. like, yeah. And if anything, you actually might be praised a lot more and get a lot more good press yeah. if you've been doing that and actually keeping to do it. Yeah, I think that's the difference as well. Because lots of them will obviously do like... Uh, and it's like even like with Black Lives Matter, like people, lots of companies are like, oh my God, yeah, like mm-hmm. we're all here for everyone. And then it's like, well, nine months on, or how many months on we are, it's like, well, what have you actually done? Yeah, completely. Like, you've got to put your money where your mouth is, mm-hmm. sometimes quite literally, yeah. you know. And I think that's a big difference with lots of topics, not just... Oh, God, no, yeah. Everything, basically. I think that's the thing, isn't it? I think that's, like, not what's nice about it, but in terms of that, it does translate a lot mm-hmm. to so many different subjects and topics. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it was just so nice to see men talking about men and body mm. positivity and, and I think, eating disorders. <laughs> I think also with like the idea of like, him being a cook as well, I think that's really interesting. I'd love to mm-hmm. maybe like read more about like eating disorders in the food industry. I think that'd be really interesting. Yeah, I think that's a really good sort of path to go down. Maybe I'll read something and find bring some stuff for next week. Okay, that's a challenge. Obviously, <laughs> homework because I think that's really interesting. No, it, remember- it is. Because I remember watching um, Housewives of New York, which is, you know, reputable <laughs> science. Iconic. Um, and Jules was only in mm. it for one season and she was suffering from anorexia. And she would always put on, like, the biggest food spreads. And Bethany yeah. was like, it's because she wants everyone else to eat <clears throat> and not focus on her not eating. Mm-hmm. I mean, that might be completely wrong because it is only from Bethany's mouth, who's yeah. not a doctor. But, <laughs> like, that, even that is really interesting. Like, yeah. how food... Yeah. I'm going to do some research. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) 
on that note, <laughs> do you have some good news for this week? I do have some good news. It's a robot, which is something I haven't okay. really thought of. So the headline from Positive News um, is World First, the Pregnancy Test for Women with Sight Loss. So I didn't, can, so this is the story. So can you imagine being pregnant and not being the first to know? This is a situation currently facing blind and partially sighted women who rely on help to interpret the results of pregnancy tests. This could be, that could be such a change thanks to a fully accessible pregnancy test prototype. If produced, it would enable women with sight loss to know their result privately for the first time. Um, so the way that it, it does it is like with tactile area, like on the test. Right. Um, and it was, so I think rather than just like you reading it, obviously, it's like, like, yeah, textured. It, it's quite bumpy, yeah, like bumpy. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, and then say so the woman, um, oh, my God, I'm just reading one of these quotes. So Danielle from London was one of the women involved in the development. She said, I've taken a pregnancy test in the past and it's been negative. And the person who's been reading it has said, oh, it's probably just as well, though, isn't it? Which is just like, what? Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, and it's something when I saw the headline, I was like, oh, my God, I had never even thought of that. It just like shows my privilege. that I'm like, there's some other like there's more privileges that you forget about. Mm. You're like, I, I will be in charge of when I see my pregnancy test. Like, I will be in control of that, no one else. Mm-hmm. And to not be the first one to see that or to have that power over it, it's just awful. Not yeah, that's that. that's actually really sad. Like, and again, it, it's not a shame, like, it's shame on us for not thinking yeah. about it or being aware on that. Like, mm. because yeah, it's such a valid issue, like, so yeah. valid. They deserve that completely. Yeah. And I thought, whoever said to her, Oh, it's a good, probably for the best. You can piss off. My God, um, you need to. I was like, get on a plane, but I don't do that right now because <laughs> when right. you can, get on a plane and go away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's not out yet, though, which is a bit annoying, but it's obviously happening. I mean, that. Uh, hope, I really, really, really hope it does get developed yeah. because it should get developed. I'm going to see if there's any like campaign like things we can share. Yeah, it'd like, be really good. Yeah. Because that would be yeah, because it's from a charity. Well, it's not from a charity. It's like their their film mm-hmm. campaign with it. It's called like Design for Everyone, which okay. is you know, everyone deserves a right to privacy. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. I think that's it's nice to hear things like that. I think at the moment, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's not just your generic news. It's actually quite yeah. a uplifting, positive. Yeah, thing like that that's could... going to help so many people and yeah. give them their rights that they deserve to privacy. So you know power of their own bodies 100 percent. woo watch this space microphone <laughs> drop <laughs> so lydia what is your book of the week have i just been you interviewing me today <laughs> it, is, it is an interview don't you want about <laughs> okay so this week's book is leave the world behind by ruman allen um, it's a fiction book. Um, I'm halfway through it. And it's so like, so basically I'll start with what it's about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's about this like normal New York family who go on a like holiday upstate, rent out an Airbnb. There's no Wi-Fi, well there's Wi-Fi and there's just a pool and it's like that typical, you know, summer holiday, mm-hmm. kids in the pool, parents having sex and drinking wine, pretty standard. Oh, good Lord. 
and then on the second night they get a door like the door um what is that it's a knock yes yeah, knocking on the door <laughs> i'm not even drinking um they knock on the door and it's like they just pull out to go to bed and then a couple an older couple turns up and they're like oh this is our house um can we come in and what yeah i'm just gonna leave it there um, so I'm oh my God, no. I, I don't know what happens it's not it's scary so far it's not actually as scary as it sounds but like it's really got it's really good, like haunting tone like it's haunting isn't it's kind of a bit scary but also just like the writing is so it's so like beautiful and like I just really love like how this guy writes like hmm. even the first page like the way he describes stuff like kids were always needing a band-aid pink skin split splitting like summer fruit and it's like you can so picture like that like i love writing like that yeah it's just so beautiful like evocative like like seeing like a kid's knee like as if like a peach just split like yeah you can really vividly picture it yeah and he's Mm. just like it's only been like three days in the book like so far Mm. but like it's halfway through and it's just so because i don't really like books when it's like oh like a whole day condensed in like the book and it's yeah. like it takes forever but it really works with this because it's like oh it's just oh it's just beautiful like it's so interesting yeah mm. i have to give this one a go i want to yeah. know what happens i know i don't know what happens i'm, I'm invested <laughs> i literally am like yeah it was really scary and i was like texting george i was like it's really scary and he's like it's a book i'm like no <laughs> scary you don't get it george <laughs> i'm like you don't get it it's a book he's like calm down Anyway, <laughs> that sounds really good though. It's really good. They're making it into a film actually. <gasps> um, Julia Roberts, <gasps> yeah. And I think if she's playing the part, I think she will be really interesting. Oh my god, yeah, okay. I'm sold, I'm hooked. Yeah, I'm and I, can, I can really picture it as a film as well. Yeah, oh, okay, even like a play, I can picture it as a play. Although they might get a swimming pool on set, which I don't know how they do that in the theatre. But you never know. They can make it work. <laughs> they can make it work. It'll be fun. So what have you been gifted this week? So like, about the past few weeks, I've been a bit like... <laughs> it makes me sound like such a dick. <laughs> Gifting's been a bit slow in previous weeks. Oh, week. Find <laughs> well in out for Scott, everyone. This week, uh, the gifts have been rolling in. <laughs> I generally think, though, our post is really bad, so I think they've all just come in one week. Um, but So I actually received it today. Um, so River Island um, launched their new spring-summer. It was actually, oh my god, yeah, it leads on from last week's gift. We're um, not sponsored by River Island, by the way. We're not sponsored. <laughs> um, shout out to my River Island girls. Um, so, yeah, so I got the package, self-care package last week, um, and it had, like, cards in there of the spring-summer collection. And we were allowed to choose a few items from it. Um, yeah, they came today and I cannot wait to try them on and wear them. because. What, what have you got? So there's a really, really nice, I really wish I bought the full set. It's, I'm, so I'm not really a tracksuit kind of guy. Right. There was like a navy blue dog tooth print or hound's tooth print um, oh. tracksuit. And I feel like it, it sounds like a bit full on, but genuinely it's actually so no, nice. I, yeah, I can, um, I can envision that. So I ended up getting the jacket of it and there's a t-shirt version, oh. um, which is really nice. Um, I got like a blue, it was like a plain white top with like uh, navy blue pinstripes. Very white no, and I... blue thing going on here. <laughs> and then I got um, a, it's sort of like a 
pale pink salmony colour, um, like Czech shirt, like lumberjack style shirt. Ooh, a pink lumberjack, sure. You know, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, yeah, I can't wait to just wear it around the house because there's nowhere else to wear it to. <laughs> Oh my god, that's funny. Yeah, it just gave me that nice little. It was funny because I was like sort of thinking about chucking loads of stuff out in, during the move, <laughs> and like there's just like shirts that I've had for I know that I could get rid of and do a refresh. Mm. Um, so they're in a donation bag at the moment, and so now you take them with more clothes. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Don't tell Gabriel, but yeah. <laughs> Gabriel, <laughs> ring ring. <laughs> Gabriel, listen to this. He knows what's up. <laughs> I know. He he will give me that look. Mm-hmm. Mm. he'll be watching mm. he'll be listening to this and i'll just feel the death stare in the oh. back of my head oh i miss gabriel <laughs> <laughs> my twin <laughs> the sass queens <laughs> yeah i literally got like complimented on that at work with her. she's like you're so sassy it makes you writing like it just works with your writing and i'm like yeah I what can i say <laughs> what can i say <laughs> that's me that's me <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Wow. This is episode 13. Spooky. I know. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for this <laughs> spectacular. <laughs> she ain't even had a drink. <laughs> I'm just high on life. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, thank you everyone so much for listening to this week's episode. We really, really appreciate it. And we'd appreciate it even more if you left us a little cheeky review telling yes. us how much you love us. Um, and as always follow us on instagram which is wind down the podcast uh on twitter which we need to get better at well i need to get better at is... <laughs> <laughs> well, to me to be like Lydia, the way. <laughs> yeah. uh, twitter which is wind down underscore um drop us an email wind down the podcast at gmail.com make um, review and subscribe yeah. and have a glass of wine have a bottle of wine. Treat yourselves. <laughs> it's nearly the weekend. <laughs> right. Bye, bye, my loves. Bye.